You're listening to Money Minded, your mortgage and real estate news podcast. I'm your host, Randy Vance, alongside my co-hostess with the mostess, Mrs. Heather Lowry. How do? Season two is in full swing, and have we got a great show for you today. It's Nerd Day with a CPA 2.0. Joining us on Nerd Day is the one and only Lance Brandt with Capstone CPAs. The word of the day is taxes, and we'll be sure to update you on the Central Oregon real estate market, as well as see what mortgage rates are up to these days. Today is October 7th, 2021. This is Money Minded. Are you just super excited for Nerd Day with the CPA? In our fancy new studio, I am. I'm excited as well. It's Welcome, my, Lance. Yeah, it's my favorite Favorite. I mean, all episodes are great, but Lance is one of my favorites. Nerd Day 2.0. I love Nerd Day 2. All right, so I was told by my compliance department I have to start out the show with a fancy, uh, fancy little disclaimer here, okay? Money Minded is a fun, hip, super cool way to learn about all things in the financial world from mortgages to investments and real estate and beyond. As a mortgage professional, anytime I'm giving my opinion or advice related to the mortgage world, I'm doing a licensed activity, in which case I must disclose my NMLS number 1455628, my company NMLS number 3240, equal housing lender. For more information, please call 541-385-6112. And now that we have appeased compliance and the cfpb on with the show lance brandt with capstone cpas please welcome thank you thank you i mean you're already sitting down so <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's been about six months since we did one of these um I, i'm excited as well your day is my favorite day as well fantastic so you've been busy what next week there's a pretty big deadline that's uh what the extension all anyone who filed for an extension taxes are due yeah this is final final deadline for individuals october 15th and it's coming up really fast and it's i can't wait for it to be over can you get an extension of an extension or is that just a no no, it's done. Um, you can still file your returns after October 15th. You're supposed to file your returns no matter what. But yeah, you cannot get another extension. You are in penalty land if you go beyond October 15th. That does not sound like fun. No, what type of penalties are we talking about? Other uh, significant. They could be 10 to 25% of what you owe. You could be paying more than what you owe, 25% at least. Man, Uncle Sam. Uncle Ouch. Sam. Um, all right. So what are some of the changes to the tax code we need to be aware of moving into uh, 2022? Maybe some of the things that happened in 2021 that some of us uh, didn't know, but just kind of give us a few bullet points if you wouldn't mind. Um, right now, tw- the taxes, tax rates and stuff like that are probably lowest they're ever going to be in their lifetime. Um, in the future, we predict uh, with the new budget reg- reconciliations and everything going on, tax rates are going to go up not only for ordinary income, Capital gains rates are going to go up. Um, estate taxes are going to go up. We predict all those things are going to go up, not down. So you, tax planning right now is amazingly complex. But there are people actually selling stuff just to create capital gains this year versus next year. Right. Well, let's uh, let's talk write-offs. Um, when using a mortgage to buy real estate, what are some of the things that I can write off? And this is something I think that's really important because there's a lot of people out there that I wouldn't necessarily are giving out false information, but maybe they just don't know. Um, you know, can you write some of these things off when you purchase and when you refinance and what are the types of things that you can? 
Yes. Well, they're different for personal residence and basically your rental inter- enterprise. Gotcha. So, so for your personal residence, you can write off points, origination fees your first year. That's a great, great thing for you to do. So uh, for your personal side, you can do that. For the rental business, if you're doing in the speculative, mar- speculative market, like doing rentals and stuff like that, you can basically write off uh, all the costs you have for your business, uh, closing costs, escrow costs, stuff like that. But you got to amortize them over the loan or the building. Okay. So just for example, if I'm buying an investment property and I know I'm going to hold on to this thing for a long time, so I'm going to I'm going to buy down the rate with some points. And let's say I, I buy it down with two points to get the lowest rate that I possibly can for 30 years, I can write both of those off? Oh, yes. Yes. In fact, I would encourage you if you're going to hold long term to buy down usually. That's actually really good to know because I, you know, I've, I've, been counseling my clients because I've, I've heard this from people who came before me, but I never actually really knew. So thank you for confirming that I haven't been breaking the law. I'm sure my compliance department will appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for investment properties, when you're buying an investment property, you basically write off everything, right? I mean, if you got to do maintenance to the property or you got to put a new roof on, it's the cost of doing business. Yes. Um, so you can offset all your income based on landscaping, repairs, maintenance, travel costs to go see it. Um, there's a lot of things you can write off against your rental income. And then you can also depreciate the property. So I, rental investments are great investments. Typically, you can write off, you can still have cash flow and show no taxable income. So it's a great, it's still a great investment for the tax code. Right. Now, there were, in 2020 and 2021, um, a lot of folks were not able to pay their rent. So a lot of landlords, maybe if, if they didn't apply for that assistance or didn't get that assistance, um, do you get to show that as a loss? Is there is there going to be anything in you know parentheses or, or quotations that the IRS will uh, forgive or maybe take it easy on folks that didn't receive as many rents as they're used to? I mean, is that even a thing? Am I just kind of stabbing in the dark here? Well, the the tenants, the people that own those buildings are going to have huge losses. Um, so I, I mean, I, even in my case, I've had a renter not pay rent. And basically, you just have a bigger loss because you don't have rent income. So you're going to offset other income. Uh, you don't get to write off at an additional amount. You just don't have income. So you have all the expenses, but no income. So you're going to create a loss. Right. Nobody likes losers. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are some myths you actually wrote down here? What are some good write-off myths? Um, I usually have a lot of people calling me and saying, Hey, I made, you know, so much, say I made a hundred thousand dollars. I'm going to go buy some land for a hundred grand. Then I don't pay taxes. No, you don't get to write off uh, an investment in land. Uh, that's just like buying any uh, stock or anything like that. Um, you do, when you buy real estate, you do get to depreciate things and stuff, but you don't get a direct write-off by buying something else. Right. And we'll talk about that in the word of the day later, uh, as far as how depreciation can really be your friend. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of talk right now about the debt ceiling. Uh, you know, someone once gave me an example of, of the debt ceiling if they broke it down to a household income. And I think a lot of us have probably seen that joke or that meme um, when it comes to the federal debt. Now, last time you were on the show, uh, we had mentioned if we get to forty trillion, it's all over. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're looking to raise the, the debt ceiling, and also there's a, a pretty big three point two trillion dollar uh, budget plan um, that the current administ- administration is working on getting passed through the legislative branches. It's looking like, just from what other networks and, and shows are, it looks like that it's actually going to go through. They're probably going to raise the debt ceiling. How is this going to impact us? Um, 
chaos because <laughs> the, the market's chaotic. Oh um, my God, there's so much chaos. Chicken uh, little. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, is there still going to be a toilet paper shortage? <laughs> yes, there will. The supply chain right now is terrible. Uh, so the reality is, is the debt ceiling, we, we're increasing the debt ceiling for what we've already spent and obligated. So I think they're going to increase the debt ceiling for about a month. And then they're going to figure out and try to reconcile if we're going to increase it for another five five trillion uh, after the bill, the three point two bill is passed, and it probably will be passed. Do you think the IRS is like trying to hire as many investigators as they can because they they got to get the money back, right? Oh, this is one of the biggest things in the law right now is the IRS is actually trying to. They say they're not coming after the you know the only the rich, but they're they're coming after everyone. They're actually going to try to look at every bank account over six hundred dollars and look at all your transactions. I'm sorry, say that again? Yes, this is the craziest uh, thing that they have. Can we have like some really gloomy music? (laughs) Do we have any sort of gloomy music to set the mood? It's close to Halloween. So they they want banks to report every transaction uh, for bank accounts with more than $600. They're going to track inflows and outflows. And so honestly, there's probably more inflows and outflows not reported for people in the lower and middle class than there are for the, the wealthy. The wealthy report their income. They just know how to get the deductions. Yeah. It's crazy. That is crazy. Are they hiring extra people or are, is it just like some massive computer they're going to quantifying they're, that. Yeah, they're going to do two. They're going to have a massive computer system and then they're going to uh, deploy up to, they think 87,000 new agents. Wow. Deploy. Yeah. Infrastructure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, as we record this show, uh, the office space next to us, they've been doing just this absolutely awful loud construction, yeah, concrete saws, jackhammers, <laughs> everything. Uh, the Department of Justice is going in right next door to our office here. Um, we've got the FBI across the parking lot and then DEA next door. I'll tell you, I do feel really safe. <laughs> yeah. But when you say deploy yeah. 80 some odd thousand additional yeah. agents, hey man, you got to be on your P's and Q's. You got to pay your taxes, right? So that, that leads me to this. If the U.S. is in debt this much, right? It's it's unfathomable. It's it's an amount that that really it's it's like funny money, you know? Does the U.S. for the income that we bring... Do we have to file taxes on ourselves? No. Um, well, the U.S. loses money, so they would have a, what they call a net operating loss carry forward. <laughs> but yeah, they wouldn't pay any taxes. The federal government, uh, the federal government. I used to audit federal governments when I was with a bigger firm, um, and they actually have n- no idea how they're spending the money. In fact, the, uh, the Pentagon doesn't even actually record their books like any generally accepted accounting principles. They just there's silos of money that are just spent. Advice for the small business owner. Um, you know, 2020 was a rough year for a lot of people, uh, but 2021 has been a really good rebound. And I, we've seen a lot of small businesses thrive. We've seen a lot of places close, people not being able to hire, um, you know, hire folks. So you're seeing a lot of sole proprietors, a lot of people that are doing the mm-hmm. doing the work themselves, putting the, you know, um, putting, basically shouldering all the load. What's, uh, what's your advice for small business owners right now? Um, small business owners need to know what their income is because I actually see it a lot. Actually, small business owners are making more money this year. Um, so either you know purchasing and allocating your resources to retirement, real estate, um, planning on expenses, um, you got to get it done. Don't wait until December 31st and call your CPA or your financial advisor. Do it now after October 15th over Thanksgiving. Start planning what your taxable income will be. I always tell people, 
A good CPA doesn't just prepare your return, they determine your taxable income. And I'm going to repeat what he just said. After, that's an important part, after October 15th. Yes, probably uh, a week after October 15th. Uh, I'd like to go on vacation. <laughs> You've fair. got a birthday coming up here pretty soon. Yes. Any, any big plans? Yeah, we're just going to go over to Bandon, go over the coast, uh, get away. Um, but yeah, it's, it's no, no other bigger plans than just getting away and enjoying the beach. Uh, it's, the ocean is just, it's great to look at the ocean and just, uh, you know, be calm. You know, you are an image of life balance. Yeah. You really are. <laughs> After October 15th. <laughs> After October 15th, no doubt. Um, Lance, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us for the interview piece. Uh, stick around for the next segment if you'd like. Um, you know, we've done this before, but uh, you're taking on new clients. Best way to reach you. Um, the best way, you can go to www.capstonecpas.com or you can just call 541-382-5099. And we'll, we take on new businesses um, and we're, just, we're, really, we're here just to help people live their lives, plan their lives, and help, help them become wealthier. Well, thanks so much. This next segment is brought to you by Toast. Toast. It's no longer just warm bread, Mom. You can spread it, jam it, slice it, scrape it, eat it, toast. Am I having a stroke? No, Mom. I'm having toast. Toast. And the word of the day is taxes. So this should be fun. I mean, we've been talking about taxes this whole time. It's no coincidence that the word of the day is taxes. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about property taxes on new construction. What's you used to qualify for a mortgage? It's an insane amount. Yeah. So there are two different ways that a lender will come up with uh, what your pro- expected property taxes will be, right? One is called the millage rate, which uh, the county provides. Different segments of each county will have a different millage rate. And then there's also what's called the CPR rate. The CPR rate tends to have lower lower taxes, but essentially if, you, if you're buying a new construction for – $300,000, plan on your taxes running you about $4,000 per year. You're buying a one-bedroom there, but yeah. Right. You're buying. Okay, so let's use $500,000. You're looking at about $6,6500 a year of what the lender is going to use for you to qualify. Now, the county's most likely going to, you know, your taxes are realistically probably going to be more, you know, closer to $4,000 a year, but we still have to qualify you with that higher number. So new construction, there's always a little bit, uh, there's some things that wiggle. Um, All right, let's talk about income taxes in the mortgage world. Uh, what counts as income and what doesn't, what can be added back to income. Um, depreciation. We were talking about it earlier, Lance. You know, tell us first what depreciation and depletion are, and then from your perspective, and then I'll let you know from my perspective what we can do with those numbers. Yeah, that's. it's actually a question I get a lot. Um, depreciation is when you write off a part of the building that you're renting, um, and it's usually you get to write it off over 27 years or 30 years. There's also equipment that's usually there, cabinetry and stuff like that, that you can write off tools, fast, tools stuff like that, five or seven years. So I usually tell people, don't put stuff in, in the supplies budget. Say it's a capital asset, and you can actually depreciate it. And it's great for mortgages because I think Randy can add it back to income. So a lot of people actually put a lot of repairs under repairs expense, but they should capitalize it and depreciate it. Smart. Did uh, not know that. So, you know, for the small business owner or for someone, right, who's just a sole proprietor, Schedule mm-hmm. C, the small business owner, 
you know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Mm-hmm. If you report too much income, uh, you're damned yeah. if you do. You've got to pay taxes on that right. income. If you don't report enough income, you're damned if you don't, <laughs> because then I can't use much for you to qualify. Mm-hmm. However, I can add back things like depreciation and um, and depletion. Yes. So so you can get good tax advice. You can say, hey, let's go buy some equipment before the end of the year to lower your income. Right. But don't put it in supplies. Put it in capital assets so you can add back the depreciation mm-hmm. when you take it. What would be something like ca- capital asset if I bought a new truck or a new vehicle? Yeah, new truck, new vehicle, computers, furniture. Um, you know, spending some money on IT would right. be a lot. That would be mm-hmm. so you can sixty five hundred GVW people. Yep. Remind us again what GVW is. Gross Good weight. Vibes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and Joey, Joey, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. Gross vehicle weight. Yeah. Yes. That's right. GVW. Yeah, and it, this not only works for new business owners or um, anybody of that nature, it also works for real estate investors as well on their rentals. Depreciation is a huge right. factor. Can you depreciate? Let, let's say I go out, I buy a new car. Right. But I'm a real estate agent. I'm driving all over the place. I'm putting 40,000 miles a year on my car. Do I get to, to depreciate the value of that car over time? And if so, how long? Uh, you, can, you have many options. So depreciation rules are kind of funny. You, in the first year, you can actually take all of it in the first year or you can depreciate it over five years. Okay. So, so you can amortize it over five years so you can level your income off. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a great year, you could literally go out and buy a $50,000 truck and depreciate it all in the first year. Okay. Yeah, you sure can. What if it's leased? Lease is a little trickier. Lease, um, lease. If you're usually leases are two years, so you basically just get to deduct the lease cost, not gotcha. the whole truck. Makes right. Sense. So why deduct something as a cost when you can depreciate it? So what you're telling me, I'm reading, I'm reading between the lines, is mm-hmm. I need to go out and I need to buy that brand new eighty thousand dollar <laughs> yeah. truck. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Randy, I hear there's a long wait for that truck. <laughs> Kidding. I'm, I'm still waiting for my Tesla that was uh, the cyber truck that was promised to me in the fall of 2021. And yeah. here we are in the fall of 2021 and uh, no cyber truck. Nothing. Do you guys want to know, uh, staying on the word of the day, some mm-hmm. fun tax facts that I looked up using a search engine? I'm so excited. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Okay. The, some of these, and, and I know Lance, you probably already read the script, so you probably are, you probably already knew some of these, but I'm I'm curious to know the ones that you didn't know. So, uh, uh, income taxes actually date back to the ancient Egyptians. Uh, Abraham Lincoln signed the Revenue Act in 1861, which imposed the first ever income tax of three percent. Can we go back to those days? It'd be great. I actually went to Boston and went to the Tea Party, uh, where they had the Tea Party and throwing coffee over, and that was like two percent. And people were protesting paying tax on tea. <laughs> you totally lost me there, Lance. I was actually thinking because you got a birthday coming up that you were at the actual tea party. <laughs> Sometimes, but yeah, I, I, it's amazing. Uh, but no, it's it's amazing when we pay taxes in the twenty and thirty percent. People were protesting paying one percent tax in the old days. That's oh crazy. Gosh. Oh wow. Okay. Um, in eighteen sixty eight, Peter the Great introduced a beard tax in order to bring Russia up to speed uh, with uh, uh, with Western Europe. 
Initially, he banned all facial hair, but decided to make money off the ban by allowing it and taxing it. How crazy is that? Can we reintroduce that? I would be screwed. The beard tax. (laughs) Sorry. Well, you wouldn't be getting taxed very much, no offense. Not much. He's got a very manly beard. (laughs) It's only a month old. It's going to grow up. It is beat up Joey Day today. You know what? Six months from now, let's talk about your beard oil tax, okay? Uh, Willie Nelson made an album called The IRS Tapes, and all proceeds went toward paying his tax bill. Because Willie Nelson was a genius true still is story mm-hmm. download it you can go to uh you know go to place where you can places where you can download stuff yeah download places download places the, the same places that you can find apparently. our uh, our podcast <laughs> yeah um and th- this one right here this one takes the cake it's the the cow fart tax um the cow flatulent tax is endorsed by the european union as a major contributor to climate change cow farts but really cow burps are now taxed. Farmers and ranches, ranchers with X amount of cattle must pay the cow fart tax. And that's the word of the day. Mm-mm. With the Central Oregon Real Estate Market Update, Mrs. Heather Lowry, please take it away. Oh gosh, over I, to you, Heather. <laughs> I feel as if I'm flying over a ranch full of Mustangs on a hill, but it's really hard to think okay are there cows down uh, cows down there farting no it's it's not mustangs it's cows perfect (laughs) burping they're actually burping how do i follow that (laughs) i don't know how many times you can say fart in a podcast and get away with it before someone just changes so let's just go with cow burp cover flatulence do, do you have some data for us i do okay give us some data and it's it's so much better than it As you still fly over that luscious field. (laughs) This week, the median list price for Deschutes County, Oregon is $699.9. Are you out of your mind? With market action index hovering around 55, this is less than last month's action index of 59. Inventory has held steady around 511. Now, I do want to talk about... Actually, I'm six foot one. Oh shoot! Yeah, I'm six foot one, but five eleven. I'll, I'll go with it. it. I'll take it. Yes. Yeah. What does yeah, that mean? Osteoporosis. What does that mean? Five hundred and eleven units that are on the market. Five hundred and eleven units that are on the market. So, okay. with action index decreasing, so that means homes less homes sold, mm-hmm. but still the same on the market. We need to start talking about that supply and demand. So we have huge supply now, and the demand has decreased. So we are going to see the market regulating itself. Prices are going down across the nation a little bit quicker than they are here. Yeah. Um, I guess Central Oregon, we're just a little bit stubborn. We're a little bit stuck up. And that's okay. (laughs) And that's okay. We love our little utopia here in Central Oregon. It's wonderful. Because people still want to live here. That's right. But inventory is sitting on the market. Yep. The great thing about that is we're not finding a ton of decreases necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's just pricing regulating itself. The people that had neighbors that sold in the spring for $300,000 over assume with their real estate agent that they can price at $300,000 above in in the previous market that would work. Not now. So that's why we're seeing those decreases. What are you seeing days on market? DOM, um, last week was 21. We've scooched up to 24. Really? Yeah. Wow. So let me ask you both in your personal opinion. Not a crash. No. Correction? Correction. Question mark? 
Correction. And what I've been seeing in new construction is going to be a ton of investors capitalizing on, (laughs) pun intended, capitalizing on their 1031s before, you know, 1031s may leave or... Um, there sh- there's going to be some changes with yeah. the 1031 laws. A lot yeah. of people moved a lot of real estate this yep. year. Uncle Sam is going to want his cut too. Oh, for sure. You know, tell me this. If I'm a seller, mm-hmm. did I wait too late? Or is there still a way to capitalize? Again, there's that word. Yeah. Um, can I still sell my home? Absolutely. This is still a strong seller's market. Now for buyers, we're seeing that being a little bit more comfortable for them. We don't have the huge multiple bids. It is just one or two bids on a home that's desirable. Um, and 14 to 21 days on market. Some seeing 30. It just depends on the price point, of course. Gotcha. And then it's actually a perfect time for both. My awesome. question is, where are all the buyers that we had, you know, a year ago? And because not all of them bought houses, they just got tired. Yeah, buyer fatigue is a huge. It's a huge big deal, thing. Man. We've we've mm-hmm. talked about that here before. That buyer fatigue is a huge thing. Yeah, and you know, on our last show, uh, the first time home buyer episode, that was recorded nearly two months ago. That's hard where to we see things now, wow. what, what our predictions were. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is now it's a first time homebuyer's time. So if you are a first time homebuyer and you're listening, now's your time, right? You're not up against as much competition. One indicator of a market that is starting to turn, and turn does not necessarily mean a bad thing. It just means more balance, right? Right. We're shifting to a more balanced market. Is one of the key indicators is seller paid closing costs. So if you're a buyer, you've got a down payment. Let's say you don't even have a down payment and you you qualify for a USDA zero down loan or a VA zero down loan. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you could be getting in for literally zero down right zero. now. Have the seller pay all of your closing costs. Yeah. Right. And get into real estate and stop paying the ridiculous numbers for rent that we have here in Central Oregon. Yeah. Yep. Not only that, but there's also curricular, extracurricular programs through the state that will uh assist you with your down payment as well. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a buyer's market. I, I'm going to say it's still leaning toward a seller's market, yeah. but it's a lot more competitive. It's, it's a lot less competitive out there and there's right. more on the market. So if you're thinking about buying, you've been sitting on the fence. Now's the time to get your butt off that fence. Yep. Yep. Stop yep. thinking about cow flatulence. Yep. And buy your first home. There and you, you know what? I do want to talk really quickly about those first time home buyers. Some people are seeing the decline of pricing, and I've already kind of gone over that and the why behind that. I also want to bring up how raising interest rates and inflation could get you less for your money. So realistically, now is the time to buy. Um, Those people that were experiencing buyer fatigue, you're not going to have to outbid any, you know, like 10 different people. It's maybe one, maybe two on a house that you'll love. So you'll your money is going to get you more right now than it will in the future next year. To add to that, not only is it the time to buy, it is not the time to rent with median rent falling to $2,750 a month. Do you know what you can buy for $2,750 a month? About a $600,000 home with 5% down. 
Exactly. Exactly, Randy. So now is the time to buy. Why waste your money? Right now you are throwing $2,750 a month away, not depreciating anything in your home, not writing off anything, and you're making another person money. Heck, pull your roommates together. Yeah. Two or three of you buy the place. You're sick and tired of paying so much stinking high rent. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. for what you could buy and then and think of, man, I mean, $600,000. Yep. And money's 5% cheap right down. now. Mm-hmm. Money is cheap. Money the, is cheap. One of the lowest interest rates in history, people. Next year, that's going to be a different story. Yep. Absolutely. And with your Central Oregon Mortgage News, it's been two months since our last show. We're right where we left off. The average rate for a 30-year fixed is at 3.1%, 15-year at 2.5%, and jumbos right at the same, 3.1%, steady Eddie. Well, over the last two months, we saw average rates dip into the 2.8s for a 30-year fix. That was a short-lived dream and only some were able to take advantage of those super low rates. There is talk on Capitol Hill about raising the conventional loan limit sooner than later up to 625000 up from 548250 where it currently stands. That's right, a first-time home buyer can use a 3% down conventional loan at $644,000 for purchase. 3% down on a $644,000 place. That's six twenty-five loan amount now it's not here yet so i have i do have to clarify it's not here yet but they are talking that after november 30th it will be a real thing Mm -hmm. also uh, mortgage-backed securities continue to sell off and we are likely to see rates living in the three and a half percent range going into next spring so rates are not going to dip again we are seeing employment numbers um, come up people are getting back to work covid numbers are falling this is all great news inflation Mm -hmm. is real um, that, that that is a real thing. So three and a half percent next year, and then uh, the Fed talked about four and a quarter uh, the following year in, in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, CoreLogic released a report on Tuesday that housing prices are up 18.1 percent year over year, an all-time high year over year increase. Also, the debt ceiling and the 3.2 trillion dollar bill increase increases tensions at the Capitol still not passed yet, but. It's looking like it's going to happen. The way that the markets are reacting it today, looks like yep. um, you know, again today is October seventh, Thursday. Uh, the market is poised to have quite possibly its best week ever. That's crazy, mm. ever, hmm. ever. I mean, I feel like we just keep seeing new and new and new records. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about upcoming shows. I'm so excited. October 28th, we've got Leroy Furwood, comedian and also anti-capitalist, to give us a completely different point of view. Hopefully, there will be some laughs wow. shared. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't get too crazy in I'm here with excited. all of us capitalists in the room. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of Leroy Jenkins. But it's Leroy Furwood. And we're Excellent. looking forward to having him on the show October 28th. Uh, got a new series coming up. So, you want to be a loan officer. It's going to be a five to six part series. We've got some of the area's top loan officers in the Northwest coming to join us. Stick around. Money Minded, season two in the new studio. It's been a great show. Good times. Prepare to live, folks.